Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533. And The Who with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. I don't think I ever remember a uh, a Columbus Day weekend that was going to be so nice. We're off on Monday, so we we're, are. We're packing all that energy into today. Seventy six. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> you see what I just said. Yeah, energy. The biggest right. load of crap energy. ever. We don't have any energy. Uh, Seventy six for a high today. Fifty six for a high tomorrow. Sixty two for Sunday and sixty three for Monday. All sunny days. No rain in sight. Perfect. Fifty one in downtown Springfield. Police Superintendent Cheryl Clapper will join us for the first time in a long time. It'd be yeah. great to have her back. Wonder what stopped her from coming in here. Can't imagine. No idea. She'll be in here after in the studio after eight o'clock. Also, a very good possibility. We may even get to some open lines today. What? Yes. Wow. Why not? Mm-hmm. What the heck? Been almost two weeks now. Yeah. Might as well just uh, see what people are thinking. Absolutely. And uh, also tickets to the Monster Mash Screen Park in McCrae's in South Hadley. That's coming up later on today, too. It's 535 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game. And Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Beautiful Columbus Day weekend. Sunny all weekend. Uh, high of 76 today. 56 for tomorrow. 62 for Sunday and 63 for uh, Saturday. Or Monday. What the hell am I going back in time for? It's 51 <laughs> in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Uh, there you go. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Judy Tenuta. She's dead. She died. You know, uh, it's weird because when I saw this notification yesterday, uh-huh. it said she was dead at the age of 65. But as as the moment you started reading into the story, it said she was 72. Yeah, why is that? Well, what is it? Yeah, exactly. I think she was 72. A veteran stand-up comic who came to national prominence in the 1980s with a combination of eye-catching stage present, accordion included, and brutal, hilarious takes on love, romance, religion, and more. The self-styled love goddess was a Grammy nominee a beloved author, and a generally wonderful and weird presence in the world of comedy. I remember watching her back in, like, the early 90s, staying up late Oh yeah, HBO. She was on that uh, Real Women of the Night show. Mm-hmm. It was, like, Paula Poundstone and Ellen DeGeneres and her and a couple other people. Uh, oddly enough, only one of them was funny, and I'm not going to tell you which one it was, but it might just be the one who died. Well, um, usually that's the case. We interviewed her in Montreal, and she was hilarious. Yeah, she was a she was a very funny comedian. Very funny. Uh huh. Do you know she was married to Emo Phillips for a while? Why? Why yeah. not? Yeah, no, she was married to him for a while. He obviously that was a persona. He didn't act like that in person, right? It was a persona, yes. Yeah, but I'm telling you, Emo Phillips live. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I Unbelievably funny. I wish I had a chance to go see that. In is his he, day. Is he dead now? Or is he still alive? No, he's still alive. Is he? Yeah. He's doing a lot better than Judy Tenuta. <laughs> I'm sure he's thinking the same thing. So the, uh, I know we, we didn't really get a chance to talk about this because we're so into it, but the Miss USA pageant that went down this past Monday. Yeah. The winner was Miss Texas, Rabani Gabriel. She was the first f- uh, Filipina American to win the title and also the first Asian American to win Miss Texas. 
Good for her. All right. But her fellow contestants thought the contest was rigged. Several of them say they saw evidence of favoritism towards Miss Texas from pageant sponsors and the Miss USA organization itself. Miss Montana, Heather Heather Lee O'Keefe, says, quote, Most of the Miss USA contestants feel very strongly that there was favoritism towards Miss Texas USA, and we have the receipts to prove it. And Miss New York Heather Nunez said, uh, The way I entered this pageant and gave it every last bit of my heart and soul, we were humiliated, thinking we were entered into something with a fair chance. Some people noticed something was up during the actual pageant because nobody congratulated Gabriel after she, or Gabrielle after she won uh, like contestants normally do. Instead, they left the stage, which never happens. Do you get the sense you have a lot of uh, sore losers on this stage? You know, I was kind of thinking that, too. Like, uh, what is your receipts? What are you talking about? With, like, explain more why you think this contest was rigged. Yeah, I mean, are you telling us, are you suggesting that you know, money was passed from one hand to another? Because I'm going to need some proof. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, you know, you can make all the claims you want, but if you don't have any evidence to back it up, I, I don't know how I can support your cause. That's what I'm saying. Jada Pinkett Smith is writing a no-holds-barred memoir that will cover her unconventional upbringing through her complicated marriage to Will Smith and beyond. It's coming out next year. Can't wait Wow, to uh, not read that. What way to bring uh, attention to yourself by having your husband slap somebody at an Oscar ceremony and then you write a book? Now, she's going to talk about the slapping? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that this book is gonna make her accidentally look really stupid. controlling and yeah, bad. Yeah, probably. The uh, first trailer for Super Mario Brothers dropped yesterday, and Chris Pratt plays the character without an accent. That's weird. Without an accent? Yeah, he's just it's just his voice. It's 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 kind of weird that he didn't like try to change it up a little bit. Uh, the movie also stars Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, and Anna Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, and Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. You've already got me sold. <clears throat> well, hey, uh, this is this is what uh, this Holly is, Weird is putting out these days. This is the thing that made me that may get me back into the theaters. That's the one. Yes, this this is that thing. Not Top Gun Maverick. You couldn't have got. You didn't go to the care, movies for that. Could care less. But this movie. Sounds like absolute gold. The classic video game, Oregon Trail, is being turned into a musical by the same people who did the upcoming Lyle Lyle Crocodile movie, and yes, it'll have comedic undertones. Hey, when do you die to dysentery? Ha ha, funny. That was funny. I don't even know the game. You know, oh, see, this is like my era thing. Yeah, see, now I'm sure that the the people your age are laughing their asses off, but... Uh, for a guy like me, yeah. who's, uh, I don't even know, you know, I'm quite a few years older than you, uh, phew, no idea. Well, uh, I'll put it to you this way. When I was in sixth grade, our yes. school got a brand new computer for the students to use. It was an Apple IIe. Ooh, those were the good ones. And you had, uh, you had about ten minutes to use it, and they had different games on there. They had Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, mm-hmm. and, uh, they had, uh... It was some kind of trucking game, and then there was uh, the Oregon Trail. Right. The Oregon Trail uh, was the one that everybody loved playing, and it had a color screen on it. See, when I was a kid in high school, you had to read the games. Oh. Because there were no 
No Three. such thing as computer graphics. Look at you and your antiquated ways. You had to actually crank the computer in order to get it going. I think we're both sounding very old at this point. You're not sounding nearly as old as I am. The Apple IIe, what do they got out now? Like the, the MacBook 29 or Something like that, but I think we like had that? a Commodore yeah. VIC-24. Uh, right said Fred called Beyonce arrogant for sampling I'm Too Sexy on her song Alien Superstar without permission. Quote, uh, she just had probably thought, come and get me. So we heard about it after the fact. And there you go. Yeah. Your first right said Fred story in more than 15 years. Well, hey, some everybody's got to have their day in the sun again, right? <laughs> Kim Kardashian just launched a new line of home accessories. You can get a tissue box or a trash can or a soap dish, or you can get the whole bundle for $355. No kidding. She must have had something to say. Oh my god, the last time I had a bundle given to me was when Ray J dropped his man mayo on the smack cheese and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. I do like smack cheese. You like man mayo too? Yeah, mostly the snack cheese. Mm. Uh, Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with you. Mother Chris Kim, but she once made me a PB and HJ sandwich. <laughs> By the way, PB doesn't stand for peanut butter. <laughs> I can't tell you what it stands for. <laughs> Little shrimp juice on the rump ranger. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I brown tipped the German knuckle cake. <laughs> <laughs> and Kanye? My alimony better not be going to that $355 bundle of bull crap you got going on over there. Good point. How am I supposed to afford a gallon of gas in one of my 76 Raptors while I'm riding around my ranch out in Wyoming? <laughs> it's a mystery. Yeah. You wait till my weekend's next weekend. <laughs> That's such an injustice. <laughs> Not your Hollywood t Rock your Rock do. It occurred to me. Here's happen. Protect yourself. Go to Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a really nice weekend. Sunny and a high of 76 today. More of the same for tomorrow with a high of 56. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Police Superintendent Cheryl Clapper is going to be joining us uh, later on this morning. And maybe, if we're not uh, if we're not too busy, a round of open lines today. Ooh, open lines. Open line Friday. I like the sound of that. I was going to go to jail, but then I got high. Uh, President Joe Biden yesterday uh, pardoned thousands of individuals convicted of possessing marijuana, saying the current system, quote, makes no sense and sending pot stocks soaring on the news. The pardons only apply to federal offenders convicted of simple marijuana possession, as well as those charged in the District of Columbia. But Biden called on governors across the country to follow suit. Uh, Just as no one should be in federal prison solely due to the possession of marijuana, no one should be in a local jail or state prison for that reason either. Now, where are my pills? (laughs) Uh, More than 6,500 Where did I put that crack pipe? More than uh, 6,500 individuals with prior convictions For simple marijuana possession Were impacted by the pardons A White House official said And thousands more uh, through pardons under D.C. law The pardons will not be extended to those Who were not U.S. citizens And were illegally in the country at the time of the arrest You know, it's about time That somebody kind of took action on this Because it's, it's been so stupid To put somebody away for, you know five to ten years for a for a possession of a bag of marijuana you know at at this point i think i mean i think you're right i mean how many states now have uh, either decriminalized marijuana or have allowed it just on, on a on a medical basis i mean it's it's most of the states at this point 
Yeah. It, it, this this decision from from Biden, I think, is 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 pretty telling, and it's also it, it's also kind of showing you what what we're facing at you know at some point, and I don't know what the time frame is going to be, but at some point, the federal government is going to have to completely decriminalize this thing federally because the, the the not only is the evidence overwhelming but all those fears in the states that have allowed it have not panned out to be uh, you know the scourge that they thought it was going to be no this uh you know uh hellfire you know what is it uh, brims what is it uh, brimstone yeah, fire and brimstone. fire and brimstone you know none of that uh, it didn't happen anywhere no i mean you know listen you know, for years we were given all this propaganda about reefer zombies and how it's a gateway drug. You know, yeah. gateway drug. But how many people do you know? Just on a recreational stuff aside, just on, on the medical end, have had a positive result uh, yeah. because of cannabis. A lot of them. I mean, it's almost it, it's undeniable that there is medical benefit. Yeah. To this stuff, and as far as you know, recreationally. You're always going to have some people that will take it way too far, just like they take booze way too far or pills or anything else that is technically legal. A lot of it has to do with your own sense of responsibility. Sometimes you can dictate that through legislation, but oftentimes you can't. And people are just going to do what people are going to do. Right. Yeah. You can't stop people from uh, being idiots, but you can regulate it just like all those other substances you just mentioned. Alcohol. I went to that... um, the uh, Prohibition Museum in in Savannah, Georgia, a couple yeah. of years ago. What a co- that was a cool experience because you, you got to go see the whole history of how that whole thing unfolded, and then it turned into this criminal aspect of smuggling and people getting murdered, and you know it was a pretty pretty uh, intense moment of history uh, for what was it? How many years was that? Like ten years, I think. Yeah, something like something that. Like that. But there was all these different ways that people were getting around it. You know, these companies would come out with, hey, it's Dr. You know, it's Dr. McGillicuddy's. You know, you remember the Dr. McGillicuddy's schnapps? Sure do. Well, that used to be sold as like a medicine for people. And as long as it was labeled as a medicine, then people could drink alcohol. That's where a lot of that stuff was coming, all these legal loopholes that people were going through. But the the idea that that, that reefer, and it also freshens your breath. It does absolutely. It, it absolutely does. Uh, that um, reefer zombie thing you're talking about. Yeah, that was all driven by the alcohol industry. Yes, that, that's uh, the funny uh, part about it. Because marijuana, for you know, for what it's worth, was legal up until a certain point in this country. Or it wasn't even regulated, and then they said, "Well, you know what? We can't have that happening here." Yeah. But you can have scotch and bourbon. <laughs> well, until prohibition comes around, then you can't even have that. But this decision they're expecting would uh, would have an impact on about 6,500 people federally who are in jail or prison because of possession charges just for cannabis. Yeah, it's different if you've been you know, you're you're busted on possession of heroin or you know cocaine or whatever. But at this point, marijuana is at the same drug level as a heroin. Which, to me, is ridiculous. If you've got all these states changing their laws to allow this, the federal government should say, hey, you know what? It's stupid to continue these laws as the way they are. States states are changing their minds, and they're dealing with it. I think this is just the next step before the declassification of marijuana as, you know, that kind of substance. 
So hopefully that all this stuff will steamroll into laws changing and, you know, finally legalize it, make some money off of it. You know how much money these places are making left and right? How many dispensaries? If there's tw- they, I've read that article a couple weeks ago. There's 12 dispensaries up in Northampton alone. Yeah. 12. Mm-hmm. If, and there and there are some people that are trying to to restrict that so there's less or there's no more than twelve. Well, that's fine, but as long as you do the same restrictions for the other uh, dispensary of alcohol, the package stores. Well, I you mean, do. Well, you do because they all have liquor licenses. But that's but that's what I'm saying. You, but is there a finite number of how many liquor stores you're allowed to have in in a? So yes, they do limit the number of licenses that they'll issue. Like they're like, and it depends totally but, on each individual right. town. But I guess what I'm really trying to say is the regulations are not the same. And I always use this example of you know when they put up a dispensary, they're like, you can't be within 500 yards of a school or a church or something like that. But yet South Hadley, across from the high school, is a liquor store mm-hmm. directly across from the football field. It is right there on Route 116 is a liquor store. Well, and parents watching football far, games got to have a place to go. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, you make the access. Everybody's worried about the, you know, the access to these things. You look at a liquor store, you get sign, neon signs, booze, Bud Light, whatever. You know, you're advertising all that. Marijuana dispensaries are so tightly regulated that you can't even really tell it's a, a dispensary other than the sign that's out front that says cannabis dispensary. Right. Because they're all like office building looking type places. There's no <laughs> giant marijuana leaves hanging around anywhere. It's not like this big pizzazz thing. Well, look at uh, like Six Bricks, for example. So yeah. they just opened up in uh, the same building as the Republican. Right. Well, I got to believe there's no one going into that dispensary looking for a newspaper. But there are, are plenty saying? of people going into that dispensary looking for papers to roll their cannabis in. Do you think uh, the newspaper took advantage of that and said, uh, hey, look, can we put our magazine rack right outside the front? Of course they did. <laughs> they yeah. have to realize there's going right. to be people going in there. Right. Maybe, you know, and, and, I, and I don't know what the what the market really bears for this. I know the uh, the dispensary up in uh, in, in Chicopee, I forgot the, the name of it, the one that's on uh, uh, Fuller Road. Yeah, that one you'll see lines out the door. Yeah. But then there are other dispensaries where you don't see anybody really going in there. They just, I just well, think it, it just depends on what that that market will bear as far as how many people go into one as opposed to the other. It's like any other business. From what I've learned about that is that marijuana sold in Massachusetts can only be grown in Massachusetts. And you only have a finite number of growers. It's much like the meat industry where you only have a finite number of meat processing plants throughout the country. Mm-hmm. And there are so many parking lots right. you can sell that meat in. I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, <laughs> come on down. Uh, yeah, there's only a finite number of places that, that can grow it. So there's only a finite places of supply for a lot of these places to do. Yeah, now, sure. there are some that have their own like personal uh, grow houses, but then they sell that to these other little dispensaries that pop up. I think there's one in East Hampton that's like right on... Uh, whatever that street is, that's uh, I think it's not Main Street. What is it? Uh, where, where the the brass uh, cat or fat cat or whatever it's called? Uh, Worthington. No, Worthing- no, no. In, in in East Hampton, East Hampton. Oh, is that uh, is that Cottage Street? Cottage Street. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cottage Street. There's one. There's one right there, and you wouldn't even know it was there. Yeah. And, but the guy puts the sign out on the sidewalk that says cannabis dispensary this way. You know, when it when it comes to overturning federal laws. 
oftentimes what happens is a certain number of states have to look to legislate that law away. And states have rights to do that. There are certain things that states can do, certain things states can't do. But when it comes to laws, depending on on separate states, at some point, the, 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 the scale tips in the opposite direction. And all these years of prohibition and uh, and making marijuana illegal and then still having people serving time in federal jail for possession charges. Yeah. At some point, it's going to change. It has to change. It's not just because of the money involved. It's because each state is doing it separately and each state is benefiting in different ways. At some point, the federal government is going to want to regulate this themselves and they will intervene in all of this. Mm-hmm. Now, that takes away the 6,500 people that are still in the federal prison system on uh, on marijuana uh, possession charges. But it also allows that business to thrive in ways that it's not able to thrive now. The ability for banks to get involved, the ability for it to be legal, the ability for them to advertise, the ability for them to grow their businesses in ways that they would not be allowed to otherwise. Now, right. normally when the federal government gets involved in something like oh, this, it's a big mess. they're going to find a, a good way to screw it all up. But we're at the point now where it's, it's becoming quite clear that th- this is a necessary change in, in our economy. That it, it, you know, it, it would significantly benefit our economy. Doesn't It may not get us out of the hole we're in, but it would certainly benefit many business owners and many people that are that are using this product. But but I will uh, add to your uh, comment that you made yesterday about, hey, you notice how the gas prices go down right around midterm elections? Yep. You know how to get 6,500 more voters on your uh, rolls without being a, f- a convicted <laughs> felon? Well, wait a minute, though. If they're a convicted felon, do they have the same loss of rights well if you're if you're if your conviction is vacated you are no longer convicted oh only if you only had that marijuana possession charge. oh sure yeah i mean if you've got yeah. like if you if you've got marijuana and a couple of guns yeah, in does, your it, in your trunk that's not going to help you. right it doesn't clear away the other the other things that you were involved in but you know it's uh it's kind of coincidental that uh, this kind of thing is happening right i mean if, if the only mean. charge i'm facing is just the gun charges i can wait that out Oh, the gun and possession? Absolutely. Yes. 624 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Window tinting. It's, it's 626 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny today with a high of 76. Sunny tomorrow with a high of 56. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, I do want to uh, just mention that uh, it's going to be a great night for Oktoberfest on uh, 4th Street at the Student Prince. Oh, yeah. Great night. Didn't uh, it start last night? Starts tonight. I thought uh, I saw the story this morning that they were down there last night. As a matter of fact, the last time we did it, it was started on Thursday because I went to the uh, the Stein hoisting contest that day. Oh yeah. Well, you know, the tapping of the keg is uh, is tonight, and I'll be there for that uh, myself and the road crew from five thirty to seven thirty. That's mm-hmm. uh, when we will officially have our time. Oh yes. At uh, the Muddy Oktoberfest, but then you know, uh, Trailer Trash is going to be there. Uh, I'm going to play a song with them. Uh, the festivities kick off Friday with the annual tapping of the keg, like I said. Uh, German beer, brats, burgers, gigantic pretzels. That's going to uh, be good stuff. A delicious uh, fried camembert. And uh, anytime you have... Let me tell you something. Uh, the pork shank over there, fantastic. Never had a bad pork shank at the fort. Love ever. pork shank. I love I like shank, schnitzel. But 
Schnitzel is good. Schnitzel is good. I'm uh, I'm more and partial to a shank. Spotzel. I love Spotzel. That's good That's stuff. That's my favorite. That is good stuff. Yeah. Uh, while you're there, stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win fantastic prizes. It's uh, tonight, 5.30 to 7.30, the Muddy Oktoberfest at the Student Prince in Springfield from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, and there you go. There it's you 628. It. Do we got news coming up next at Rock 102? Mon- 631. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thanks, Bax. Oh, you're very welcome, Steve. We'll start in Greenfield today. Greenfield Mayor Roxanne Wedgegartner. That sounds like a fake name. <laughs> what, Roxanne? Yes, exactly. Yeah, because it doesn't have an E at the end of it. It's just Roxanne. Seems like it's missing something. It's missing the E. Anyway, Anyhow. Uh, issued a statement regarding the conditional recertification of Greenfield Police Chief Robert Hay. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. After Police Chief Hay was issued a full recertification approval letter from the Mass Post Commission dated September 14th, he received a second letter dated October 4th. This indicated that the commission had received additional information and his recertification was now conditional while the commission evaluated the new information. Wedgegardner says, uh, to me, the September 14th recertification letter should have been the end of it, but I know the ins and outs of the post, and I'm not sure they do either. It's a new process. In the meantime, I am pleased to hear that Chief Hay has been conditionally recertified and that there will be a path towards full <sighs> recertification. The department declined to comment at this time. You know, I feel bad for Chief Hay, not because of what he's done or what he's been accused of, or the fact he's going through a whole hell of a lot of uh, career problems, but by the fact that you have now just identified him as Chief Hay. Hey. It's probably, it's H-A-I-G-H. It's probably Hay. Hey, or hey, hi. Hay. Hey. Somebody told us what, I think it was the chief of East Longmeadow who actually worked in Greenfield that told us what the name was, and I completely forgot. So from now on, it's going to be Hey. <laughs> You better never drive through the city of Greenfield. Uh, you don't really have to deter me from doing that. <laughs> you don't have to warn me with anything. Well, I mean, I got to drive through Greenfield yeah. every no. time I go up north. So it's like uh, now I'm going to – I run the risk of accepting the responsibility for your yeah. new moniker for the guy. I will, I will get off a of 91 in Deerfield and drive the back roads to go around <laughs> Greenfield. On a normal day. No, I, I totally get that. Not, not even because I'm, you know, talking about, you know, this. A uh, seven-year-old woman was taken to the hospital after being ambushed during her workout in Connecticut. According to Windsor Locks Police, the woman was exercising at about 10 in the morning on Old County Road when, an exor- or when a stranger ran up behind her and punched her in the head. Nothing was stolen. Officers searched the area and a man was found by Connecticut State Troopers nearby. Alexander Lucer Russell is facing charges of first-degree assault on an elderly person and first-degree reckless endangerment. He's being held on $150,000 bond and will be in court today. The woman remains in the hospital with a serious head injury, according to police. You got to really look good, guy. Real jerk to do that. Uh, yeah. Punching an old lady, punching anybody in the face while they're working out. No, you're working out. You know, like I would, I would think that would be like a like a bad time. There's like you know, there's a place and a time to hit somebody in the face. Well, I mean, this guy is a big wimp because I bet you he wouldn't do that to some like uh, you know musclehead running down the street. You know, you, no, would, you wouldn't confront no, somebody like that. Not on the street, but no. if they're like uh, you know, if they're like uh, at a machine or they, you know they're they're trying to like uh, you know bench press something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can't just you know drop the the weights. 
because you'll hit the uh, you'll set off the lunkhead alarm. Anytime I'm at the gym and I see somebody doing a squat, I usually pants them. <laughs> Ooh, how'd that happen? Look like somebody's doing squats in the cucumber patch today. <laughs> uh, Mount Holyoke announced Wednesday. <laughs> That COVID cases are on the decline, which led to the decision to remove the mask requirements starting at the end of uh, business day on Friday, October 14th. But some campuses like Smith and Hampshire still require them in indoor settings. Other schools are asking what their population thinks. Amherst College has opened the option to students and faculty with an anonymous survey. Uh, Bea Keegan, a senior at Amherst, said, My math class, if nobody chooses to vote for requiring masks, then nobody will wear a mask. But my other classes might. Uh, Amherst College student B said uh, she's not sure how she will vote. However, just down the street, UMass Amherst did not put in place a mask mandate at the start of the semester. Uh, So it's like, should the mask still be worn kind of thing? I think it's one of these things, if you want to wear it, you should wear it. If you don't want to wear it, you don't want to wear it. I think that's, because that's where where it's at everywhere else. I mean, I think it's it's now it's a matter of personal choice. You know, it's not a bad idea when you're in like a, a heavy setting, especially in the winter months, when you got all these people getting sick. You know, uh, the people of uh, of Asia were smarter long before we were protecting themselves by putting those things on because they dealt with all those <laughs> respiratory illnesses. This shows you how ignorant Americans are. Remember when SARS was going on around there and they all you know, all the Asian countries were wearing masks? Yeah. And we thought, oh, my God, how stupid that is. That's a and, great uh, Gary Newman song, by the way, SARS. I don't know that one, but uh, but nevertheless, uh, you know, we kind of like, uh, you know, mock them for being, uh, I don't know, overly reactive. And, and here we are, say, like 15, 20 years later. Yeah. Being just as reactive and for damn good reason. Well, you know, you, you've been through the uh, the muck of it. Yes. You know, you know what you what to expect. So, again, it's a more of your choice. I just got the fourth vaccine a couple of weeks ago. Did you really? Yeah. And how do you feel? I feel fantastic. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, I'm limping a little bit on my right side, and uh, my eyes are crossed, and uh, I can't get <laughs> my, words out of my mouth uh, all in full sentences. Yeah, I'm suffering but, through a terrible case of dry mouth. I can't do anything about. But 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 for the most part, uh, I'm doing just fine. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure your DNA is fine. The uh, Springfield Water and Sewer Commission is notifying residents of high levels of two disinfection byproducts from samples taken on September 6th. Well, good thing we heard about it a month later. So samples taken show an exceedance of the maximum contaminant level for HA5 at eight sample locations. What now? It's spelled H-A-A-A-5. So oh. isn't it? HA5. HA5. There have been uh, elevated levels of HA5 in drinking water since uh, 2018. In addition, the total amount of HUM has exceeded the standard or maximum contamination at four sample locations. Right. That's a TTHM. I've I've never heard it said that way. Officials are informing residents that the levels of HA5 detected are uh, not an immediate health hazard to anyone, and you can continue to consume or use the water as normal. You know, uh, many years ago, uh, this is probably preceding uh, you you being here, but uh, there was all this chit-chat that Springfield had such great drinking water, so healthy, crystal clear, like coming from a from a mountain spring. 
But they were thinking about bottling it and selling it because it was just so damn good. And I had uh, you know, my share of uh, Springfield water. And I thought it was, it's just okay. It's no better or worse than anybody else. But I have, uh, you know, I have my own, uh, you know, you know, like tainted water is one of my own uh, bugaboos, much like you know, sex with old women and bear traps. But um, I, you know, having been through a, a period of, uh, of tainted drinking water in a, municipal, in a municipality, I, uh, I feel very uncomfortable. Uh, during these kinds of things. Like, you know, the people are like, was it Flint, Michigan that had a problem or you know, Grand Rapids that had their water issues a few years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I feel terrible for those people because uh, when you can't drink your water without boiling it first, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a really big pain in the ass. Yeah, and you're going to have to keep doing that for the rest of your existence mm. because they're not going to fix that dust- water infrastructure anytime soon. That's right. You know, I um, there was a... I don't even know if it's there anymore. There's a there's a place in Chester, Massachusetts, by the way. <laughs> uh, there's a place in Chester where I used to see people there all the time, and now I don't know exactly where it is because I haven't seen anybody there in a while. It's It was like a natural spring that this water was coming out of, and it has been coming out of there for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And people uh, go there to fill up their water jugs because they claim it's got this, you know, it's like this witch doctor medicinal purpose stuff inside of it. Sure. You know, mountain, what is it, the, the goat urine, the mountain goat urine from Winchester? <laughs> but uh, I haven't well, seen anybody they had do it. the mountain goat fe- uh, urine festival up there? I believe they did, yeah. <laughs> Nothing but Coors Light the whole night. Um, <laughs> no one could tell the difference. Right. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen it being utilized, but I don't remember where it was. It's on this stretch of Route 20. Like, if you're going westbound, right. it's just past the center of town, and it was, like, on the side of the road kind of, like, back in the – and usually you could tell where it was because there was always a car there. Now I haven't seen anybody uh, doing anything like that. So I wonder if it's, like, dried up or if it's, uh, if it's not open anymore. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Oh, they blocked off that water. That's what I'm being told. Yeah. So that's okay. why you don't see anybody there anymore. Well, there you have it. Well, why would they do something like that? I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, so Springfield water is not good for the moment. No. Well, you can still drink it. It's only got a little bit of high-five in it. <laughs> yeah, listen... It's only got a little bit of cyanide in it. It's not enough to kill you. I mean, you may lose, you know, certain bodily functions, but not all of them. Yeah. You don't need all of those bodily functions. You think that uh, that's what water guys say to each other as they're passing each other after they do a good job for the day? High five. They probably do. And they're like, oh, I see what you did there. It's a pun on the stuff we deal with every day. Yeah, right. In uh, this month's spotlight on entertainment, Chaz Palminteri. How do you say that? Palminteri? I think it's uh, Chaz Palminteri. He's uh, going to bring his renowned one-man stage play, A Bronx Tale, to MGM this Saturday. Really? Who else is in it? Uh, that's it. What? Well, who else is starring with him? Uh, that's him. It's just him. Oh, Just one guy? Well, Who's I, he talking to? Who's talking mean? back to Adam? Adam? What? Who's talking back at him? Oh, uh, nobody. I don't know. I don't know how this is a one act play. It's not going to have any famous people that you know, except for him. Except for that guy. Yeah, struggling. But no, make, but no co stars. Yeah. Strugg- how about a musical number? Well, he we could do a musical number. Uh, struggling to make ends meet uh, with just two hundred dollars in his pocket, 
Paul Menteri wrote A Bronx Tale in 1988. The one-act play depicted his childhood, including witnessing a gangland killing when he was just nine years old. He brought 18 characters to life in the play, which also later became a Broadway hit musical and movie. And he told uh, Western Mass News, writing the play was cathartic. Uh, he said it's not a gangster piece. Bronx Tale is a family movie. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah. Watching that movie uh, when they beat the crap out of those bikers in that bar. <laughs> See, but then, it, but it did it as a family. Yeah. But uh, this was another guy I reached out to, and Western Mass News got an interview, and we didn't. What's uh, what's the dillio with that? I have no idea. This guy's famous enough that he should be on this show. Was it was it the was it your approach? Did you uh, did you soft hand him? Like well, we're yeah. such big fans of Chaz. Well, you know what the it, it was over like a month ago uh, that I had asked. Yeah. So maybe they looked and saw what what they were getting into, and they're like. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm, mm. They just—they don't have to yeah. say no. They yeah. just give you that look, like uh, mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today: going to be sunny with a high of 76. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 56. It's uh, 51 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Football season is underway, and you can't wait to show your. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Were you listening to that little uh, drum riff to say, hey, I could do better than that tonight I, if I play with Trailer Trash at the Fort? I don't know. That was not an option uh, uh, for me to play. But but nevertheless, I want to listen to that, that, that very last beat. And yeah. they, then boom, there you go. Well, I'm not, it's not that that's the song you're doing, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, you, as a drummer, uh, you would appreciate all drum pieces and just waiting for sure. it to finish out. Otherwise, we would have steamrolled right over that damn of course. thing. Of course, Any other time. I had too much respect. By the way, uh, today happens to be the final day to make a donation to Dave Miner's Mayflower Marathon match. You can do it uh, by going to rock102.com, click on the banner to donate, and Dave is going to match all monetary donations up to $5,000. I believe we're over that, but uh, nevertheless, great effort by Dave Miner and a great effort by all of you who have donated so far. You could always donate again, and if you haven't donated yet, what the hell's taking you so long? It's the uh, the Mayflower Marathon match ending today on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Um, did you see these uh, robots that are uh, being used now by cities and 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 people? You can buy them. They look like the robots, and I can't remember what movie it was. A futuristic movie, like the robot dog walking down the street. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, was that an invasion of the body snatchers? I have no idea. It's but it's this like uh, thing with these legs on it, and it like walks around. It's almost like a little spider, right? And it, and it like walks around uh, in, yeah, in the yeah. streets. Well, the company that makes the, or one of the companies that makes these, Boston Dynamics, they have pledged not to weaponize its robots because that's one of the biggest fears that somebody. And as that's, I, that's why I don't get one. Because you don't want to weaponize. I don't it? want to. I don't want anyone to put weapons on it. Well, that's the thing, you know. So several robotic companies, including Boston Dynamics, are pledging not to support the weaponization of their product products and are calling for others in the industry to do the same, according to a letter shared uh, with Axios. Uh, robots like drones before them have a wide range of peaceful and even life saving uses, but can be turned into war fighting machines too. Yeah, very much like Terminator, you know, with the you know the, the things walking around in the futuristic war that we've had with yeah, yeah. Uh, artificial intelligence. I uh, I'll be quite frank with you, and Franken isn't even my my name, but if it were, I would be that guy. Uh, mm -hmm. I have a serious lack of trust 
in cyborgs. Well, I do too. Just, I'm just laying it out there. Just saying it. If you happen to be one or happen to own one, don't bring it around near me. But I'm reading some of the comments under this story, and somebody pointed out, which uh, they've already weaponized these things by selling them to the general public. Mm. And then people shared all these pictures. It was like a Roomba with a gun on it and like <laughs> duct tape to the top of it. Yeah, like the, there are there are plenty of ways. Where oh you yeah, can, you can. Nothing is foolproof. You can weaponize anything, but it is kind of scary the way you know people are. True, but on the other hand, it does make some practical sense to yeah. uh, you know to spray bullets over the place and be able to clean up after yourself. Yeah, you can't do that with a regular bag. You can't do that with a a Dyson. No, you couldn't. But you could do it with a high powered Roomba. With a wet dry Roomba. <laughs> With a silencer on it. Yeah. See, Jeffrey Dahmer could have used one of those, cleaning up all that mess in his apartment. Well, I mean, he didn't... Uh, he, how Good housekeeping is not uh, one of his talents. Listen, man, I watched a couple of those episodes. Yeah. I don't think I really want to watch any more. I, I couldn't even really get through the second one, because it was just like... Yeah. Uh, this is... I, I, knew, I knew what I was getting into, but I was like... I, I, I gave it a shot because I wanted to be, oh, I don't know, topical. <laughs> for murders, murders that happened thirty years ago. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say that the uh, the tone changes a little bit after he was arrested mm-hmm. because you know, all of a sudden you start wondering, well, gee, why? You know, the cops are called dozens and dozens of times. Why did they not respond to this guy? And yeah. why did they not help that uh, that poor little fourteen year old kid with the drill holes in his in his cranium? Yeah, you, know, you you do wonder those kinds of. Uh, those kinds of queries but uh you know nevertheless it's a good uh it's a good representation of what it was like over there when all that was going down it's uh it's pretty crazy actually mm-hmm. and it was like uh how did nobody notice like what, what how come how come the police weren't going to this guy's apartment well the thing is they did that's the sick part about yeah. it they had been in that apartment uh i haven't gotten to that part yet i just i got to the part where the, the father just found out everything and the father's like, it's the second episode. Yeah. And the father's like, oh, my God. And then he's thinking back to the time. Yeah, remember that time I I took that rabbit or the raccoon, the roadkill, and yeah. we, we opened it up and checked out all the body parts? Man, that was some good father and son talks right there. There's a, <laughs> it's a real courtship of Eddie's father <laughs> right. moment over there. But, you know, it kind of goes back and forth as far as, like, the timeline goes. It's yeah. like a lot of, you know, but, but nevertheless... You know, don't uh, don't be a wuss. Don't think out on it. You know, give it to uh, give it to the end. I don't know if I can get to the end. I, uh, that's what I mean. Like I, I know how the story ends. It's not like <laughs> uh, I I don't know. It just uh, it's, seems... listen. The whole the whole thing is just the sickest story. And if it if it weren't the fact that it was true, you wouldn't believe it if someone told you. But it it's it's all true. Well. I guess uh, I'll binge watch something this weekend. It there. might be that. It's 7.56 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, in journalism, there is this notion that if you're not providing new information, then it's really not news. What you have instead is a shameless helping of self-serving opportunism 
which is cleverly disguised as actual reporting. After all, people have a right to know, right? Even when they don't. But if it sells a single newspaper or provokes you to click a link on the internet, well, then I guess that journalism has the, that journalist has done their job. For example, yesterday, the New York Post lifted a story from People Magazine, which should have been a red flag all by itself. In that story, it was reported that former Patriots quarterback Tom Brady is, quote, very hurt by Giselle's decision to hire a divorce attorney. Sources claim that Tom is deeply saddened despite this decision and hopes to reconcile with his wife. Why is this not news? Because the reason why Tom Brady is upset is because divorce is very upsetting. Claiming that Tom Brady is upset about his wife leaving him is like running a front page story that water can be very refreshing. No kidding. You try to tell me that the irretrievable breakdown of a once loving marriage can cause things like sadness and anger and confusion and a sense of irretrievable loss? Who knew? I was under the impression that everybody just walks away from these kinds of things, feeling happy with a renewed sense of purpose and optimism. Folks, there are 2,400 divorces that are granted in this country every single day. But as far as the New York Post and People Magazine are concerned, this must be the very first time that people involved have ever felt bad about it. Listen, the divorce between Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen is nobody's business. But when the tabloid media starts puking up headlines like it's the most important news development of the day, that's when I have to get involved. Because this isn't news, it's personal. Plus, you have kids involved, and frankly, how they resolve their business shouldn't be your concern. It's none of my business. It's none of your business. And I would like to think that the New York Post and People Magazine could tell the difference. But clearly, they cannot. But hey, and of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. John, the manager of the Agawam Rockies, has been busy. An expanded Carhartt department, a huge tool department. It's the all-new Rockies and Agawam. John and his Agawam team are eager to help you out. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 709. And ZZ Top with Dax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be nice and sunny with a high of 76 today. It's 51 in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's open live. 293-1021. That's the number to call. Again, keep your profanity off this show and your toxic hate speech to somebody other uh, radio show. Many call, other ones you can choose from. Call that other guy. Yeah. Use your speech there. All right, the phones are already uh, blowing up. People are ready to start talking. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? All right. All right, then. That guy got uh, very impatient. Anywho, I always uh, hate waiting. Oh, there it is. Here we go. Here we go. There's one. Here we go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Mark out of West Springfield. Hey, oh, Mark from West Springfield? No oh, you kidding. Changed your voice a little bit. Not, not, not that cool one. Oh, just yeah. The other one. All right. Okay. What's up, man? Uh, wanted to know where's uh, your buddy Steve, uh, Dave? He's uh, he's back over on Laser ninety nine point three. Oh man, I actually liked him with you guys. No offense, well, but you know he kind of spiced things up a little bit for you. 
Oh yeah, there was a lot of spice there. And matter of yeah. fact, uh, you know, uh, it's our sister station. He still he still works for our company. Yeah, he's so, just uh, he's got his own show over there. I mean, you could go over there and listen, but I strongly urge you to yeah, stay with like, us. I like listening to you guys. Well, you know, well that's all right. To listen to him and you at the same time. Yeah. Listen, we we can we can all exist together, and yeah. I think Steve and I are doing okay. Yeah. You guys are doing a bang-up job. Dad, well, thank I, you, Mark from West Springfield. I just wanted to know where Dave was. I know. It's like a conundrum. You and everybody else in Western Mass is feeling the exact same thing. It's like the Where's Waldo of radio over here. All right. Well, thank you there very much. There you go. Okay. Bye. There you have it. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? It's Big Al. Hey, Big Al. What's happening? Hey, I got a choke for you. All, All right. right. All right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Not Dave Coombs. <laughs> All right. I think he wrote that himself. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Dennis from Middlesbrough, South Carolina. How are you? Wait, wait, wait are you wait, calling wait. from there now? Absolutely. I live here. What's, what's your name? Dennis Jacobs. Dennis Jacobs. Wow. And, uh, are you from the yep. area, or you just uh, randomly picked up a rock station out of Springfield, Massachusetts? No, I used to live in Connecticut. Oh, ah, okay. Well, welcome back. It's good to have you on the phone. Uh, I've been listening since I've been here three years now. All right. What's on your mind today? Oh, yeah. Oh, nothing. I just wanted to call you, tell you a great show. And uh, I work early on Fridays, and I heard Kim Kardashian was back. Is that true? That is true. Yahoo! Yeah, see? <laughs> The stupidest thing I've ever done is the most popular, popular thing, thing I've ever, ever done. done. Yeah, that's the way it normally works. Absolutely. All right, what's Absolutely. the what's the joke? Oh, I have no joke today. Oh, you I have. I tell you a great show, and I love it. All right, well, thank you. I thought he was telling us I a thought, joke. Yeah, he said he had a joke. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Steve from Enfield. What's hey, up, Steve? Steve? What's up? Hey, I just wanted to call and let you know about this guy, Dave, that was on your show. And the other guy just said that he was so good on your show. I think he's a freaking fruitcake. All right, all right, all right. We don't need to <laughs> twist the knife. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Scott. Hey, Scott, what's up? Hey, I'm from the general area. I didn't want to blow smoke up your ass and say I listen to your show every day and you guys are great. Yeah, please don't oh, tell us that. I do. Yeah, well, thank you. No. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I think you can lay the odds on the Patriots. I think the Patriots will pretty much uh, win their first one with the Zappy, uh, <clears throat> Zappy, Zappy quarterback. Let me tell you something. Zappy is the wave of the future. Two point underdogs. I don't buy that at all. I say uh, two point favorites. I say it's much better than that. I'm going to say two touchdowns. Well, That's how much I feel well, about the Patriots against the Lions this weekend. Well, I don't know if it'll be a wave or undercurrent or undertow, but uh, yeah. I think they'll win the game. Yeah, keep in mind, they're playing the Detroit Lions. Okay, that's all you need to know. I know. If there's a team that's going to screw yeah. things up, it's the Lions. Yeah, well, that's what I thought about Indy and Denver last night, but hey, who knew? <laughs> well, listen, I could give you a, a, a technical response, but I uh, Dan Patrick didn't come out with anything this weekend. So. <laughs> okay. All right, thanks. All right. Thank you. Rock 102. Oh, there we go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, Dave, uh, guess what? My name's Dave. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. There you Thank go. You. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? No, this is Joe. Hey, Joe, what's up? I got a joke for you. All, All right, right, Joe. Keep it clean. One has uh, 184 teeth and holds back a monster. 
What has 184 teeth and holds back a monster? What? My zipper. Ah. Yeah, okay. Right. You know, monsters aren't always huge. <laughs> no, they're not. Sometimes they can be very tiny. Eileen Warnos was a monster. She wasn't that tall. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Dan from Hartford. Love you guys, Miss Dave. But you know what, seriously? You guys need to have a lady on the show. It would boost the, for the females. You need Carla Kazenzi. She'd be great with you guys. Yeah, Carla would be. Yeah, a but you know, but addition. that would. But to be quite honest with you, as much as I like Carla and I really, really do, that would be a okay. dramatic uh, cut and pay. Yeah, for her yeah. to leave right. a successful family and, business. And listen, she's a she's a very professional, uh, busy lady. Uh, so busy that she hires her children to do the work for yeah, her. That's, on the show. that's exactly it. <laughs> But do you guys agree, seriously, because you guys are great, but to get in more of a female audience or fan base, having a woman, woman's point of view, woman's perspective, would bring in more people, especially women. Sure. Listen, yeah. if, if, if it were totally up to us, and I can guarantee right. you, it almost never is, yeah, it would be great to have a, a woman uh, on this show. But again, I, I emphasize one more point, it's never up to us. So... Well, you... You guys are great. Keep doing the great job you're doing. Stay happy and healthy, and God bless you both. All Love right, you guys. Thank you very much. Why, why does he sound like uh, a... <laughs> he, he sounds like somebody. He doesn't I don't really sound know. like he should be from Hartford. He sounds no. like he's from Peabody. He sounds yeah. like he should be selling cars in Palmer. Yeah. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, Jen. Hey, How Jen. How are you? Hey. I'm all right. How are you? Good. Terrific. <laughs> Uh, Friday, so yay. <laughs> All right. All right, very good. Right, well, are you enjoying you some much. cannabis on your way to work this morning? <laughs> uh, not on the way to work, no. Right. But, uh, on, right? <laughs> All right. There you go. Well, thanks All right, for the thanks call. for the call, Jen. All right, uh, Rock 102. Good morning, is this? Hey, it's George from Agawam. Hey, George, you? what's up? Hey, uh, Steve Nagel's going to see Hollow Notes, uh, this weekend, and, um, I am going to be attending that concert as well. Oh, and ooh. when I'm there, I'd like to buy him a beer. Uh, well, I don't drink beer, um, but uh, you can buy me a T-shirt buy, or a, a hat. Buy you a T-shirt? What about a hat? What like about a, a cocktail? I, I don't drink. I don't. He, he doesn't drink. You want to you you bring? Uh, you want to bring some? Uh, you know, some weed with you? Sure, <laughs> I'll meet up with you wherever you want to go. Oh, a couple of gummies. How's that sound? Ah, yeah, sure. There you go. A couple now, of you, be, you be making his dreams come true. All right, I'll, I'll share some gummies with you at the uh, the concert. I'm going to be the, the tall guy with a really attractive uh, brunette. All right, just keep walking until your nose starts bleeding, and that's where I'll be sitting. All right, very good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, right, there you go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Casey. How are you guys doing? Good, good Casey. Um, I just wanted to give my opinion about the female, like, being with you guys, I am female. I think you guys are perfect the way you are. I love your guys' banter. It's not perverted. You and guys are great. You guys do not need a female. Coming from a female who has listened to you gentlemen for years. Ooh, how about that? Not perverted. <laughs> what are you talking about? What show we, are you yeah. listening we got, to? We got our work cut out yeah. for us. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. Have a great weekend. All, All right. right. You too. Thank you. Okay. Rock 102. <laughs> Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, hello, this is Debbie. I'm from Connecticut. Hey, Hi, Debbie, Debbie from Connecticut. We're uh, back to Nagel oh. in East Longmeadow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just wanted to say there was a woman who called earlier saying, uh, a man who called earlier saying maybe you should have a woman with you. Yeah. And while I like Carla, um, you guys are, are so good together. I wouldn't put anybody in. Um, Dave seemed like a very nice person, but he wasn't a good fit for you two. Well, I, I think uh, I, I have no problem with the woman on the show, um, but I'm pretty sure that uh, the Carla is not looking for that cut and pay. But, uh, Debbie, I agree with you. Uh, I would love a fresh-made breakfast sandwich every morning, and if some woman could do that <laughs> oh, for us right. here on the show. We, we yeah. got a stole stack yeah. of laundry that could be folded, too. Uh, we'd like to see that get done. Hey, where's that martini we asked have... for about an hour ago? <laughs> yeah. I must admit, I do like the fold laundry. Uh, and I'm glad that the Kardashian family is back, and I uh, think you guys are great by yourself. Well, thank you very much, Debbie. We appreciate Thanks. that. And uh, okay. I like uh, extra starch on my shirts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have a good day. Thank Bye-bye. You. Uh, Rock 102. Ooh, come on now. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, this is Brendan. Hey, Brendan. What's up? Hey, I just wanted to remind you not to take drugs from strangers at concerts. Okay, well, he's not a stranger. He listens to the show. <laughs> you don't know what he's putting in those cummies, man. Hey, look, uh, you shouldn't go to uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment and drink a mixed, uh, a Pabst Blue Ribbon with some grains in it. Okay, but he was willing to pay me for some pictures. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah, just a couple photos, man. That's yeah. all. That's, that's all I want to do. And a movie. I just want to find a cheap photographer. <laughs> for 100 bucks, that's worth it. All right. It's not the, not the photography you want to go for your senior portrait. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Rock 102. Hi, good morning. Uh, hi, who's this? This is Debbie from Vernon. Hey, Debbie. Hey, Debbie, Debbie from Vernon. I'm doing good. Um, you know, you guys sound good just the way you are, and I'm glad to hear the two of you there. All right. Thank you very well, much, Debbie. You. We appreciate that. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, have a good weekend. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Sars from Connecticut. Sars? Huh? What'd you say your name was? Cyrus from Connecticut. Oh, Cyrus. 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 Okay, oh, very okay. cool. All right, what's up? What's up? Um, no, no, I just really wanted to see if I could make it, to be honest. What? Pretty cool. Uh, all right, well, thank you very much. Remember the first I, time I drank, too. <laughs> Damn, think of what he just yeah. said. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Tony. Good morning. What's, What's up, Tony? Uh, I just want to correct you. Uh, the Bruins are playing the Devils tomorrow. For two days, you've been saying they've been playing. They're going to play the Flyers. They're playing the Devils tomorrow. Uh, okay, I'll uh, I'll check that because I uh, I thought I double checked it. All right. Well, thanks. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I just thought I I, I thought I'd just uh, let you know. All cool. right. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. Have a good day. I don't know why anybody would expect factual information from this show. I'm the wrong guy for that. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Pat from Vernon. Hey, Pat. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, So I've been a big fan of the show for years, but I only really get a chance to listen to it for about 10 minutes a morning. And uh, I may miss out on a couple updates on the show. Uh-huh. So I just want to ask you a question. I'm sure it's been answered many times. Six inches. But uh, where's John O'Brien? I know he's been gone for a while, but I just never heard a straight answer on the on air about that. Well, John we- John O'Brien has not been on the show since last November, and uh, yeah. and then there was a, a parting of the ways in February, and now he's doing his own podcast. Okay, what's that name of the podcast? Uh, you would have to look it up. It says John O'Brien is doing a podcast. Got it. All right. All right. All right. There you All go. Right. There you go. Uh, 
take one more here. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Dave with Laser 99 <laughs> Yeah? What's going on over there, Dave? Uh, well, you know, a little lonely doing the one-man show. I'm wondering if you're two-piece, want to become a three-piece. I think we're, we're all set. Yeah, all right. Well, well I think we're Thanks good, but call. thank you very appreciate much. That. All I right. Think we should take one more. Yeah, okay. One, one, one more to say. Sort of redeem this place. <laughs> Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Jerry from Vernon. Hey, Jerry. What's up? What's up? What's up? Wait, what hey. is it, the whole town of Vernon calling today? It's Vernon Day, isn't it? It Friday is Vernon, Vernon Day. Yeah, it's That's at the right. Big E. Go ahead. What's up? Hell yeah. Hey, I don't know where this Dave guy is, but I think you guys need at least seven more women on the show. <laughs> I mean, you guys are doing great. I love what you're doing, but you need seven women yeah. at least. Yeah, not six, not eight. You, Seven's a perfectly good number. You don't no, think no, I, no, 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 no. You don't think I whine and cry is at least as much as three women? <laughs> Please. You are perfect, but you need seven more women. <laughs> well, I got the rack going for me. That's All about right. It. Very good. Well, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. No problem. All right. Well, well, that was well. very uh, self-serving and uh, successful Open Line Friday. Well, I not say way, so myself. Isn't that the way it always goes? Oh. Always. Well, not always. We will have a woman in the uh, on the show today. Police uh, Superintendent Cheryl Clapper to be joining us after eight o'clock. Oh, she's full of laughs. Funny lady. She's got a good perspective on things. Boy, did she ever! Yeah. We'll be talking to her later on. It's seven twenty-four with Bax and Nagel and Rock One Hundred Two. GG Inks Screen Printing and Embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Airtime. It's 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today and tomorrow and pretty much the whole weekend. Sunny and 75, 56, 62, and Monday, 62 again. 51 in downtown Springfield. Mm-hmm. I just ramble off a bunch of numbers. I don't even know if they're yeah, right they're Probably not. not right at all. No. Uh, if you miss any part of the Bax and Nagel show, I don't know why you would, but if you're in that situation where you just did and you feel bad about it, you can go onto rock102.com and download the daily podcast. It's posted every <laughs> single weekday. On Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Uh, also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week is Angelo Moore from Fishbone and his brand-new band called Brand New Step, which is awesome. And then next week, I'm going to be talking to drummer, songwriter, author, producer, and educator Martin Atkins. This is a guy that played uh, with everybody from Nine Inch Nails to Public Image Limited to Killing Joke to Ministry. He is also the uh, founder of the post-punk and Industrial Music Museum in Chicago. It's a legitimate museum that this guy has just put together. Mm. It's a really interesting interview, and you can check that out starting on Monday on rock102.com. That sounds pretty awesome. It is awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Are you really? Or are you just saying you're really looking forward to it? Oh, look, I'm trying to help you out here, okay? You yeah, know, I, know, I get uh, it. I appreciate it. If I wanted to crap all over it, I'd be like, oh, my God, are you still hawking that stupid thing? <laughs> Well, thanks for not saying that. Well, I didn't. It's uh, 728. <laughs> news is next A Rock 102. Rock 102, it is time for news, and it is brought to you by nobody. Here's uh, local radio icon Steve Nagel. I love them. I go to there all the time. I get. Uh, I go into nobody's, I get nothing, mm-hmm. and then uh, I give them nothing. And uh... I like their tagline that nothing from nothing leaves nothing, but you've got to have something if you want to be with me. But nobody beats nobody. Nobody. <laughs> that's, that's another one. Yeah. Hey, uh, Cruz responded to an accident involving a car and a motorcycle in the area of Page Boulevard and St. James Avenue in Springfield yesterday. According to Springfield Fire Captain Drew Piemonte, no injuries were reported, which is pretty surprising if you see the, uh, the, the clash of this 
this uh, accident scene. The car involved in the crash was a sedan that was damaged on its passenger side. Motorcycle done messed up, too. Yeah, that's not good. Oh. But, hey, nobody's hurt, which is weird. Usually uh, something like that. Somebody's always getting uh, taken to the hospital or something like that. Didn't happen here. Interesting. Because, you know, if it were me falling off a motorcycle... You can guarantee I'm going to a hospital. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to be like a road rashing all over the place. Road rash. Yeah. It sounds like something you pick up at a bar somewhere. A little bit in case of road rash. A reti- I, think, I think that's what used to happen sometimes at Geraldine's. The old Geraldine's. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Mingles. Well, yeah, yeah. Either one of those. The new Geraldine's, I don't think you find the same thing, but the old one, maybe. Uh, a retired Mass State Police supervisor will pay back tens of thousands of dollars and serve probation for his role in the overtime scandal. Former Lieutenant David Keefe is the last trooper to settle his criminal case in the scandal. He admitted to stealing more than $20,000 in overtime for hours he never worked. He admitted to leaving shifts early. Keefe was one of the supervisors of uh, the former Troop E, which was patrolling in the Mass Pike. He must pay $20,000 in restitution, serve two years of probation, and do community service. Well, it's only twenty grand. Yeah, yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, you, it could be worse. You just put in for more overtime shifts and uh, make that money back in no time. You can get that done in like a week and a, in, a, in a day and a half. That's true. Uh, United States President Joe Biden announced Thursday that he will uh, pardon thousands of Americans convicted on simple possession of marijuana. The move fulfills a campaign pledge to erase prior federal possession convictions and begins the process of loosening federal classification of the drug. This is the president's first major step towards decriminalizing marijuana, which remains illegal under federal law. He said, too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. In a video posted to Twitter, he laid out the three steps he's taking to decriminalize. First, I'm announcing a pardon for all prior federal offenses for the simple possession of marijuana. Uh, It's already uh, legal in many states, and criminal records for marijuana possessions have led to the needless barriers to employment, to housing, and educational opportunities. The president pointed out the racial disparities in those impacted by marijuana charges. While white and black and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people are arrested, prosecuted, and convicted disproportionately higher at higher rates. Second, he said he's encouraging all governors to take similar steps to pardon state simple marijuana possession charges. No one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. That's, uh, that's true. I don't think you should be going to jail and doing hard time for having a bag of weed. No, I get it. But, I mean, you know, some states still have very imposing laws. Uh, on, I, on possession. I actually uh, knew somebody out of Georgia who had a vape pen, right? So vape pen is basically marijuana concentrate. Sure. And it's not like you're, uh, you know, I don't know how much that is that they put in. It's all different amounts, how many milligrams. But it's more than just a bag of weed. <laughs> it's more than just an ounce. Sure. So they charge you. If you get caught with one of those things, they don't charge you by, hey, you had possession of a vape pen. They charge you possession of how much marijuana that was worth. In really? That little, yes. That's the state of Georgia does that. And there's many other states that do that, too. And that can cause some serious issues. <laughs> Russia does it, too. That's the reason why Brittany Griner is going to spend the next nine years in prison. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, you know, it's, stu- it's stupid things like this. I mean... The only thing that she should be uh, uh, held accountable for is the sports record that, uh, you know, if it's a banned substance within sports, you shouldn't be having that anyway. Right. But, But, you know, I mean, for the same reason that every state has individual um, gun laws, you know, you can understand how every state may have individual marijuana laws, too. But 
your constitutional rights, you know, apply to gun ownership. It does not apply to marijuana, obviously. But you're at the point now where so many states have adopted new laws, uh, you know, restricting the criminality of this stuff. It just, you know, it's just, it just makes sense that the federal government needs to reclassify this stuff, make it, uh, you know, decriminalize it and allow dispensaries and, and, and the industry of cannabis to thrive as opposed to, you know, running their business purely on city ordinances or, you know, state law. You know, we're at the point now where, you know, this is a good step forward, but there are clearly a couple steps left to go. I mean, we are still, uh, there's still that stigma attached to marijuana. I think that's the biggest thing that people need to get over which is hard to do when it's been illegal for so long. All right, but think about the time frame here. Yeah. Because it hasn't been legalized for all that long. That stigma has been erased really quickly in a lot of ways. You know, I, I mean, if, if, you know, for some pockets of the comp, uh, of the country, yeah, that stigma still uh, still stays there. But in, in states like you know, even Massachusetts or you know Colorado, Washington, anyone that's got any state that's got the, the uh, recreational marijuana, that stigma is not nearly what it had been say 10 years ago right that's a pretty quick change of of temperature (laughs) it is but if you talk to people and and here's this is one of the things about marijuana you don't really see a whole lot of people using it like you know uh, among normal groups of people well i don't know you could smell it from a mile away but that's why okay that i'm not talking about like when you walk outside in northampton and not, all you can smell is burnt marijuana on a like a stale air day you right. know, where the air is not moving around i think it was the night after our uh, our live show we did a couple few years ago coming out of the academy of music all you could sm- see i don't i think that's rude i think that's completely rude to be smoking marijuana just like anywhere yeah, it's just like to me. It's just like cigarettes. You wouldn't force your cigarette smoke on somebody else because it, it smells disgusting. Yeah, and a lot of different types of weed being burnt that smells disgusting too. It's true. So I'm talking about like you know just like going out to a place. Like we don't have places yet where you can go and consume cannabis. Maybe that's part of the reason why. But there's not a lot of people like it, it, this, this industry is making millions and millions of dollars every day. So. There's people are using it. They're just not saying they're using it. And you got a guy like me who who like tells people, you know, I used edibles or whatever. They go, oh, you're a stoner. You yeah. Know, you get that label as like some stoner. I'm well, like, well, you know, you're if, a drunk then. If that's if you want me to call you that. All right, but like, if you're if you're taking it medically, you know, I'm not going to tell you what medications I'm taking for all my other ailments. So it's really none of your business. So I, but but that's not stigmatizing. I mean, that's just. No, but the stigma for the people that use it for recreational purposes, I think the stigma is still there. Like, well, you're a dumb stoner. You don't really need to, you know, that, that's well, kind of I mean, what you're always goes gonna, along with that. You're always going to have that to a certain degree. But right. I think that the stigma, generally speaking, is the people that thought that you're going to turn into some sort of, you know, you know, Grateful Dead listening reefer zombie and, you know, tune out of society. I, I don't stand the Grateful Dead. I'm not crazy about him either. But, but you know, but, but that stigma has been obscured in a very, very profound way. So I don't think that kind of stigma still uh, still exists. But, you know, this, I mean, this stigma for, you know, people who, you know, tend to drink too much. Yeah. Or, you know, people who, uh, you know, uh, 
gamble too much or anything that we otherwise see as a vice when something starts getting abused. I guess. Yeah. Uh, an Amherst man was sentenced to seven to eight years in prison on Tuesday afternoon in connection with a 2019 armed robbery in which the victim recognized the masked man by the sound of his voice. According to the Northwestern DA's office, 24-year-old Oscar Garcia Alvarado was sentenced to state prison term after he changed his uh, plea to guilty on charges of armed and masked robbery and assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. According to officials, the crime occurred on November 14th of 2019 when Garcia and another man entered the victim's apartment in Amherst and ordered the victim onto the floor, demanded money, and one of uh, one of the, one of them struck the victim in the back of the head with a weapon. Mm. But yeah, he had a distinctive voice. Was Oscar? Is that you? Uh, no, it's not me. It's I don't else. sound like somebody you know. <laughs> See, now that would be a very distinctive voice. Yeah, but uh, they recognized who he was because he's either a family member or a friend ah, or something yeah. like that. And, uh, you know, uh, send somebody else to do the job. Again, with the, with the criminals, I, 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 could, I could clean up with this class, Bex. This class I want to offer criminals to tell them things to do. I would have instructed this man to not go into that apartment. Send another person. Mm-hmm. You might be sitting on a great idea here. I know I'm sitting on a great idea. Do you not? Do you not think I am? No, I, I do. I honestly think uh, you are onto something. Uh, I'm just trying to find this uh, this article because there was another guy uh, in Springfield. The Springfield man charged with charged with trafficking in cocaine after being pulled over for an expired registration. Again, this happened on Tuesday. The uh, Springfield officers arrested a man for allegedly possessing cocaine and a loaded gun during a traffic stop. Uh, Cruz Fernandez. His name is, he's driving around and his name is Cruz. What are the odds of that? It's like an ice cream man named Cone. Right. Uh, according to the department, around 2 p.m., uh, officers that were assigned to the Metro unit conducted a stop on uh, State Street due to the vehicle having an expired registration. The driver, identified as uh, 32-year-old Cruz Fernandez, also did not have a license on him. Er, let's put the brakes on this, okay? <laughs> Now let me uh, let me give you some advice. Uh, you're 32 years old. You're about 10 years younger than me. 11 years younger than me. And I have some advice to give to you. All right. Do not drive around in a vehicle that has an expired registration, and especially if you don't have a license, especially if you're trafficking cocaine. See again, this is why your class would be so handy. We got to come up with a good name. Uh, for Nagel it. Academy. Huh? The Nagel Academy. The Nagel Academy. That'd be good. Yeah. Imagine the, sh the, the shirts you could make. It could be like, uh, what's her name? Uh, who was it? Uh, Shannon Doherty was uh, promoting college in pajamas years ago. There you go. I could do that too. Be yeah. like a college in pajamas for criminals. It's a great idea. I could be sitting there, my, my onesie on the bed, yeah. just like Shannon Doherty was, uh, kicking my legs up in the air, telling people, hey, you can get a degree from uh, Nagel University just by following these simple steps. <laughs> I think, I think you're on to a million dollar idea we, here, and you'd be and you'd be offering advice that people could actually use. Exactly, we'd have uh, we'd have seminars, mostly seminars, kind of like those uh, quit smoking seminars, <laughs> quit being a douchebag seminar. How about this, make sure your registration's up to date and your your uh, your inspection <laughs> stickers, your license. Yeah, make sure all make sure all of your lights are operational. Yeah, get somebody to drive for you. Perfect. Yeah.
You gotta yeah hire hire that out. What do, you, what do they call that uh, when you hire a uh, uh, subcontract? Subcontractor. Right. I'm subcontracting this traffic this cocaine trafficking yeah. job to yeah. a friend of mine. This is this is not my money that I've uh, secured in this drug deal. This is going to my supervisor. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, sunny and a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 56. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Oktoberfest returns to the Student Prince in downtown Springfield, featuring a special... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.50. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, nice and sunny the whole weekend. Today, uh, 76 for a high, and tomorrow, 56 for a high. It's 52 in downtown Springfield. The uh, Patriots are hosting Detroit on Sunday. You're going to hear that game uh, here on Sunday on Rock 102. The pregame begins at 10. Kickoff scheduled for 1 p.m. Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak will bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. You ready for a skid mark? Cora, I'm ready for a skid mark. I mean benchmark. I'm ready for one of those two. Benchmark. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Hocus Pocus. We're still talking about this? I know. Okay. This lady's lady's freaking out over Hocus Pocus and uh, causing quite the stir on Twitter. You ready for this one? Yes. Hey, y'all. This is a message for all my mamas out there, all my mama bears. Um... I'm going to try not to get emotional. Uh, on Tuesday, I was in the kitchen frying up some cheese for dinner, and I left my kids in the living room, my, my eight-year-old Rebecca and my four-year-old Vanilla Bellini, and they're watching TV. I'm frying up the cheese. All of a sudden, I hear them screaming, Mama, Mama, there's a witch in the house. There's a witch in the house. And if you're a mama bear like me, you know that's that's your worst fear. Like those six words, there's a witch in the house, there's nothing scarier than that. And so I grabbed my frying pan. I ran into the living room as fast as I could. Sure enough, there's a witch on my TV talking about blending up my kids, turning them upside down, eating them with a spoon like they're a Dairy Queen. Okay? And it was really scary. And you know, I don't know how this got on my TV because we only let them watch family-friendly movies like the videos of them being born or Ratatouille without the sex scenes. When I left them in there, they were watching Old Yeller. So I guess the devil found my channel changer. I don't know. And I know people are going to be like, it's just a movie. It's not real. Y'all believe what you want to believe? But in this house, we believe that if something comes on the TV, it can come on you. I have seen it happen, and I don't want Bette Midler coming on me or my family. I completely agree. She lost me when she said Ratatouille without the sex scene. I, I saw that <laughs> movie. Right. I don't remember any sex scenes. Oh, wait, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to do that. But, uh, yeah, it, so... <laughs> Twitter's going nuts over this lady. Like, oh my god, how could you say something like that? And what do you? It's just a movie. And then she caused all this buzz. And then you click on her profile. Yeah, she's a writer for the Jimmy Kimmel Show. It's yeah. a joke. It's a complete. It's clearly joke. a joke. But it's like, but it, but people get so. I love when people react to something, <laughs> knee jerk reaction, and get all pissed off. Without looking to see if they're being duped or not, I think that I think that is hilarious. There's a there's a couple of things going on in that video that should be screaming at you. I think she's making this up. Sex scenes and Ratatouille. Uh, there's a the worst thing that can happen right. is a witch in the house. I could go on. And when something. The, that last line that, that, that she yeah, said exactly. was yeah. like, okay. Yeah, right. well, there you go. Hey, uh, you know what? How about we do some animal clips? Yes. Ready? Pebbles. 
the world's oldest living dog, passed away just five months shy of her 23rd birthday. 23rd birthday? Yeah, Guinness World Records announced that she died of natural causes at her home in South Carolina. Here is Pebbles owner Bobby Gregory talking about her when she broke the world record. She likes to sleep all day. She's up all night. She is a wonderful companion. We got her 22 years ago, and she's been absolutely wonderful. She had a couple of litters uh, in her time. You know, she likes all sorts of food. You know, she's just happy to be here. She banged out a couple of litters in her time. (sighs) 22 years, though. I mean, she sleeps all day. She's up all night. Oh, you mean like everybody else? You know, this is going to, you know, with with the modern technology and medicine, you're, gonna, you're probably going to see pets living a lot longer. My my mom's dog is like 17 and still alive. <laughs> and my sister, who's taken care of the dog because yeah. she basically, she was taking care of my mom and then ipso fatso inherited the dog. Gotcha. Uh, and she's just like... I'm not wishing for it, but like, how long does it take to to you know, uh, like the life of the, this this pet who poos everywhere and, and yeah. does things still because he was never properly trained by 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 the old lady that yeah. owned him. And and of course because the you probably don't want to put the dog down because after all it is it is mom's. That but is the, true. I mean. Sometimes you got to make choices. Little Sweet Pea, that's his name. He's a little. He's a little. Uh, what do they call it? He's got the the thing, the hair over his eyes. They oh, like a like a, a like a like a like a shih shizu. That's what they. Yeah. Okay. Shizu. Yeah. See anyway, about that. Uh, there you go. A musician with a popular YouTube channel called The Kiffness recorded his neighbor's cat that was standing at his door yowling. He adds percussion, reverb, keyboards, vocals. And with some lyrics of what he believes the cat is trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. I like it. Should be our theme song. No, no, that maybe not. Where's the lyrics, though? Don't you know that I'm trying to get to you? Trying to get, trying to get through, but I don't know how to get to you. Oh, there you oh, go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there I you can go. see that's what the cat was saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It doesn't really sound that far off from pop music right now. No, it doesn't. With all this uh, auto-tune and all the other good stuff uh, going in there. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we have time for one more clip? Or, uh, um, yeah, real quick. A uh, guy in Washington State was dog-sitting. I told you it was an animal thing. Uh, dog-sitting for his sister-in-law, and he had a camera running when he face-planted trying to get her four 10-week-old Rottweiler puppies into their pen. They kept running out with him before he could get the door closed, so he makes a run for it and then eats dirt. Listen as that happens, and then his sister-in-law comments. Come on, puppy. Come on, puppy. <laughs> The entire world has been making fun of me. <laughs> They're very lovable puppies, and they just want to be wherever you are all the time. You know what? I should have ended it with that other one. Yeah, the, the, uh, the cat, cat, cat singing was probably you know where what? you go. Hey, I come in here with all this bing, bang, boom, and stuff. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to know when to go out, Steve. Uh, That's uh, it. I should. Good night, everybody. It's, uh, go ahead. It's 757 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9. On and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'll be completely honest with you. I never really wanted to see the Boston Red Sox make the postseason anyway. I'm much more satisfying not having to be emotionally involved in every game. Nor do I want to lose sleep watching any of these playoff matchups and they're coming down to a seventh and deciding game. I simply can just roll over and go to sleep like I just don't have a care in the world. Because as you know, when your team is in the uh, playoff situation, everything else takes a back seat. You sacrifice, you withdraw, you allow all your other important obligations to be put aside while you focus your attention on every pitch, every swing, every decision made on the field of play. And frankly, I feel a sense of relief knowing that I'll be able to avoid all that stuff over the next several weeks. This afternoon, of course, you have the American and National League Wild Card Series kicking off. Four games between eight teams that I absolutely don't care anything about will try to win the best of three game series for a chance to get clobbered in the next round. And I don't have to worry about any of it. Take a look at who's involved here. Tampa against Cleveland, Philadelphia against St. Louis, Seattle against Toronto, San Diego against the New York Mets. Will I watch? Probably. Will I obsessively care about the outcome? Absolutely not. And to be honest, I think it's wonderful. I used to hate when the Red Sox would play winning baseball. All that anxiety, all that turmoil, one sleepless night after another waiting for bad things to happen. And through a large part of my entire life, they would provide more heartbreaking devastation than it was probably worth. Do I really want to go through that again? Right now I don't, especially since their mathematical elimination makes all of that possible. I almost want to write Alex Cora Chaim Bloom a big thank you note because without the Red Sox finishing 21 games out of first place, we could all be facing a very tough month, and now we won't have to. So thank you, Boston Red Sox, for giving us a well-needed break. But hey, it's my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, there's a reason October is Fire Safety Month. Furnaces, heaters, wood stoves are all firing up. Go to Rocky's for smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, and fire extinguishers. Get instant savings with your Ace Rewards card. Fires happen. Protect yourself. Go to your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny and a high of 75 today. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 56. 52 right now in downtown Springfield. It has been entirely too long since we welcome back now the police superintendent, Cheryl Clapper. It's good to see you. Good to see you guys. Thank so, you for having it, me. It's been so yeah. long since we've seen you. Yeah. I, I almost thought for a hot second that you guys have solved all the crime. And that's, that's, that's how long yeah. it's been. It's it's been a long time. It's good to be back. <laughs> well, all right. So uh, how did this whole superintendent versus uh, commissioner come up? So when the city came out with the uh, the court case requiring a board of police commissioners come back, the civilian police commissioners are called commissioners. So it would have been very confusing, I suppose, for me to be a commissioner also. Mm-hmm. So chief is a title given to someone in charge of a department through civil service and my position is contractual not civil service so chief didn't really work so larger departments have 
superintendent. So it became superintendent, which nobody calls me and I don't answer to. Sometime before I retire, I might get used to it. You're like this. You're the super. You're the I'm you're super. the Schneider of uh, <laughs> yeah. of Springfield. I mean, you're I, hanging I, around in uh, Sarno's office uh, solving all his problems. I mean, when you're when you're superintendent, I'm thinking of Dan Warwick and this. Like yeah. you, I am, you two could not be further from uh, from each other at all. I am too. And my nephew asked me if I was in charge of his school, and I said I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I might be. But give me two or three days. Yeah. To make that happen. <laughs> so I want to ask you about this because this is a, sure. a, a very, very confusing story, the way this is being uh, portrayed. The city council is trying to get – explain this to me if you can. Hmm. There's a disagreement between the city council and how to manage this police commission. And what it boils down to is how much power they have in deciding personnel issues, discipline, all this other stuff. In order for them to have the power that they want, that takes certain responsibilities off of you. But what happens there is it's a contractual issue. You are contractually obligated to provide the functions that they are trying to get. Yes. So am I am I understanding that correctly? You got it right, yes. Okay, so yep. if if that's the case, then the idea that this could become a legal battle is like they're trying to have a simple solution for something that is profoundly complex. Correct. Does that sound right? That sounds perfect. So what's your, so what's your thought about this? That That's exactly what's going on. For some reason, the, the city council thinks it's best to go back to a civilian board of police commissioners for higher fire discipline and promoting officers within, despite the fact that um, w- the city paid over 50000 for PERF to come in, a, a police executive forum, and they came in and they did a study, and, and their recommendation is one single uh, person, a professional who's been in the business in charge of a police department is the way to go. So they're ignoring that, and the DOJ is fine with that. They, they're in their settlement. One person run it, and you can have a civilian review board for transparency for disciplinary cases. So um, they want it the way it was. I've been through that before, and when a civilian uh, police commission controls higher fire discipline and promoting you bring in the politics it's just natural mm. that these people who don't have experience in policing come in with people who are, have been there 20 30 40 years and start to make decisions they get phone calls from people who say hey we want this you need that this is how you and it it's just not a professional way to run a large police department like springfield and the the higher fire promoting and discipline is so regimented that the argument doesn't make sense. I don't hire who I want to hire. I don't promote necessarily all the time who I want to promote. Everything is so regimented. The, uh, the background checks and hiring, the background interview, Cooper, <laughs> physical, Sykes. It, then now it's going to go through post. There's your civilian review for hiring. When I'm all set, I'm trying to hire 50. I think I have about 27 to 30 qualified now for the next academy. I wanted to get going in November. We won't make that deadline. We're short. We're, I have 37 vacancies and 36 officers out long-term injured or sick. So hmm. we're down oh, 70 people. Is there a minimum that needs to go into the academy in order for them to have to conduct a class? No. We could do it with, with 10. Right. But it takes, us, it takes so long to get a class going to get these people through all those steps. Right. That, that 
I only have one a year. I'd love to have two classes a year. I, I can't quite do it. I have one a year. So, so my, what the police commission is, they, they can be involved in the hiring, but last week I had a deputy, a captain, and a human resource officer, uh, the, the one in charge of human resources, put about six hours into interviewing. So they're volunteer people. They're going to interview, and I don't know what questions they would ask. I mean, I've got, the deputy has 40 years' experience. He knows what to ask. So... I, and when promoting, it's it's again, it's very strict. It's civil. We're a civil service department. You have to take the test. I don't promote. I don't look at somebody and say, "Hey, you'd make a good lieutenant. Come on aboard." It's take the test, score well. Out of the top three, I pick one, and it's through an interview process and your resume. And if I bypass you, we have to really have some strict reasons and send the letter to civil service while you're bypassed. So I. I Really don't understand the argument to begin with. This so, is Police Superintendent Cheryl Clapper in the in the studio. You know the thing about this is, for as long as I've been, you know, here, it's you know, 1995. Yeah, there has always been struggle between the community and some community leaders, whether that's the city council or you know other people in, involved, and the police department. Mm-hmm. And it always winds up being, well, you know, what's the power struggle? Who's on top? Who's who's watching who? And and who is answerable? to who you talk about you know the doj having you know one uh, opinion and and some other organizations having their other opinion but the consensus is there's really no consensus is like you know how do you get to the point how does the springfield police department or any police department in, in a in a medium size or or major city resolve the disparity and distrust that happens between certain members of the community that want things one way and the police department says well that you know we're not equipped to do it your way we have to do it the way we're doing because we're dealing with a ton of oversight over us already how do, how do you resolve that well i think you go with the professional opinion you have to be go with the people who are doing it and have done it you know i don't know why you discard somebody who's been in the profession for 40 years um, how, how should you best lead this department? I, I would not dare go to Bay State Medical and tell the nurses how to run their ER. I know nothing about it. I wouldn't go to a financial institution. I know nothing about it. I, I got a few opinions about I'm that. I'm sure you do. <laughs> but I, I, it's just you, you end up going with the professionals. I understand uh, the community wanting some transparency or, or you know, wanting uh, to look at the discipline. But I, I would have anybody in to look at the IIU records, facts, the number of people that this department arrests or makes some sort of contact with compared to the complaints. It's minimal. It's very, very minimal. There are no excessive force complaints against my firearms unit since I made them. And they're close. We're close now. Springfield Police will seize well over 275 guns this year. We've already got over 200. Wow. The wow. amount of people we've saved by seizing those guns and people we've kept from being hurt, the amount of lives we save with Narcan, I never hear from them about that. It, it's, a, it's a weird paradigm because when I go out into the community, I was out yesterday, coffee with a cop, I'm out all weekend, this weekend, I get praise and accolades and your, your people are doing a good job. And then you go in front of a body like the city council yeah. and we're a bunch of racist murderers. It, it's, it's strange, but it... If they want the truth, if they want to find out how many complaints I have, uh, how many contacts we have with people, come on in and find out the truth. Uh, don't pontificate, yeah. you know, for the reasons of pontificating. I was, I was just going to say, I think a requirement to be on the city council is to do at least 
10 ride-alongs at some yeah. point within the first month or two of your beginning of your service to get a better understanding about how the job is Absolutely. on patrol, how the job is at Absolutely. the station. And I'm sure your officers would be willing to do that uh, to, to help them out and saying, hey, look, we're not lying about how the conditions are here. Come and, on in and see and some of the body-worn camera. See it for yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I look at a lot of body-worn camera footage and, and these complaints that come in. Let's face it, I, the women and men of, of the police force, whether you're local, state, or, or you know, whatever you are, you, you're not sitting behind a desk all day. You're not making a certain kind of equipment all day. You're not dealing on the phone with people all day. You're out there enforcing the law. So you're, you're a sign of authority. And I can't tell you how people now more than ever hate authority. They just don't like being told what to do. We're dealing with some people who have never been told what to do. So they don't like us telling you you're going too fast or pull over or stop or where's your license. So it's con- it, yeah. it's confrontational. So what happens when our our, our, our uh, meetings with people are confrontational? We get the complaints. Yeah. He was rude. Well, you know, I, I've looked at some of the body-worn camera, and these guys could not be any more professional than what they are. You, you take it as rudeness because you're 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 – <laughs> you're, 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 well, you're, you're faced with a lot of with, with a, a lot of in the moment videos that may get uh, you know passed over to the to the, to the media that don't really see maybe the full course of what's just happened. It's a, it's a tough job, and 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 the 99 of my officers are doing an excellent job, and and uh, they don't deserve some of the criticism they're getting. Cheryl, when when, when you talked about you know, the academy of class uh, and it being so low, and how many people, uh, how many positions need to be filled. We did a story maybe about a month ago, um, and that it, it's not just Springfield. This is like a nationwide uh-huh. problem. It's hard, to, you know. We got such a deficiency in in labor numbers in this country as it is. People just you know not wanting or not feeling they're in a position to work because of the pandemic or whatever it may be. These hiring problems have been dog and police departments from since long before the pandemic. Right. With all the scrutiny that police have had over the last five years specifically, to get someone to, 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 to explain to somebody the benefits of being a cop has to be incredibly challenging. Like, How do you recruit young men and women to want to do this job based on all the things that you've seen, especially over the last five years? Yeah, it's very, very difficult. And between the demeaning of the profession and the dangerousness of the profession, and now we're being faced with a whole new uh, set of issues is is people who cannot pass the Cooper standards. Um, the Cooper standards are put in by MPTC, the Mass Training Council. They're not really difficult. They're they're based on your age and based on your gender. But boy, we were, we had 18 go through it last week, six passed. So we are faced wow. with that, um, and then you're faced with a psychological test and your interview and your backgrounds and the whole nine yards. It's very difficult to get people to come out, but my best asset are the young uh, officers I have to go out and to speak, and, and they do, and they go to schools, they go to community colleges, and they're out there, and we're putting together a brochure, and Ryan puts together some... Uh, some little blurbs for the uh, our website and what. Good work on the blurbs, yeah, Ryan. Good job, Ryan. Mike, good, uh, he's Ryan's a blurb master over there. The blurbs <laughs> of uh, 
so so on our website and we we try to recruit the best we can we tell it's a very rewarding job if you get down to the nuts and bolts of it if you ask the officers you know saving lives making a difference being out there helping someone that's what they want to do they're not out there to hurt they're not out there to injure or berate anybody um i've seen these these officers buy food for people help people um, put them into programs they need there's so many overdoses now it's it's crazy what's going on out there with drugs and so it if i get them out there telling their story that's the best recruitment i know we're uh, we're running a little short on time here but you have something going on this weekend that you were we do me. we oh. continue to uh, march on and do good things for the department we're involved in a faith in blue weekend um this weekend it combines um, our houses of faith and law enforcement and what it does it gets the two of us working together in, in a great way there's a, a press conference this morning um, at Eastern Avenue Church with um, the Bishop Paul. And today, this afternoon, 12 to 3, we're at Mary Mother of Hope. We're collecting non-perishable food. We thought that was our biggest need in the community right now. People need food. Sunday at 8.30, 11.30, we're at Sacred Heart on Chestnut Street. And Sunday, uh, 9 to 12, we're at Mount Carmel. Um, Sunday, there's also a 10.30 to 12 at the Hope Pentecostal Church on Central Street. And the goal is just to start collecting non-perishable food for the need that we're going to have in our community this fall. Great. Absolutely. Hey, by the way, I do disagree with you on the authority thing, because if there's anything I've learned from doing this job for 18 years, John Mellencamp has been fighting authority since 1983. <laughs> He's got nowhere with it. And He's authority nowhere. always wins. And you'll probably hear that coming up sometime in the next couple I, hours. Good. I'll, I'll, I'll listen. Yeah. Springfield Police Superintendent Cheryl Clapper, good to see you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks Same. for coming Thank in. You. It's Thank 825 you. with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Football season is underway, and you can't wait. Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The firefighters were called to a building on the Western New England University campus this morning. Uh, the 22 News crew, you want to know what they saw? What did they see? They can see smoke coming from the roof of the Center for Sciences and Pharmacy. It was crazy! That's located off uh, Wilbraham Road in Springfield, by the way, if you didn't know where Winu was. That all started around 2 a.m. Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. It's a good thing that they put this out as breaking news at 5.18. On at, a Friday. Yeah. Uh, posted on October 7th at 5.18. Updated at 7.02 a.m. That's uh, They are working hard to get you uh, breaking news. Even better... Springfield Fire Captain Drew Piemonte, there was no fire. It was just a minor electrical issue. Ah, well, it's still a whole lot of hubbub about nothing. Uh, It's projected uh, another severe flu season is around the corner, but according to a report conducted by the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases, only half of U.S. adults are planning to get their flu shot and are instead choosing to mask up. The NFID is reporting uh, that the hesitancy may come from the rollout of the Omicron-specific booster, and people are concerned with getting both the booster and the flu vaccine. Again, I got mine, the fourth one, the COVID, right? and I got my flu along with it. Uh, I got a flu shot last year after getting the flu and uh, deciding I never want to have this again. So I think this year I'll get another flu shot. Yeah, I got another. Yeah, I mean, I I realize you could still get the flu, uh, but I'm not one of these people that gets the flu shot gets sick and then blames the shot. I'm not uh, I'm not one of those guys. Um I again, I had the fourth one 
and the flu shot at the same time. That was three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than me walking funny and my eyes crossed uh, and me not being able to speak properly. At then the, intest- times the, the intestinal uh, disruption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right. no, uh, the Oregon Trail. Uh, dysentery. <laughs> I have dysentery. <laughs> Yes, I can see. Uh, yeah, that's 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 one of those side effects. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, some people might get sick from from a vaccine, but most people don't. Listen, I would almost rather be healthy, you know, um, because I had a shot than have a disease that's awful. Right. You know, if I mean, there's a shot for it, I might want to. I might want to get that. Like, for example, I'm at the age now. Where I'm probably overdue for the shingles vaccine. Yeah, I don't really want shingles. Everyone I've ever heard, everyone I've ever talked to that had shingles, strongly urges to not get it again. They all say, "I don't want that ever again." I, I'm going to follow that advice. I'm sorry. Anytime somebody mentions shingles, I just remember my dad serving up S on a shingle, mm. which was uh, Stouffer's cream chip beef in the bag. We've talked about this many times. Oh yeah. What what a disgusting display of food is the cream well, I mean, chipped beef from Stouffer's. You, you realize there once was a time when uh, you know food supplies were low, yeah, and and this is the kind of slop that people had to eat. So in he was place probably used to that because he grew up in that era exactly. of the depression and all that stuff. You, you know, the depression era food is largely disgusting. Yeah, uh, but you know people would eat it like you know liver and onions. He used to eat that all the time, too. Right. And you know why? Because back in the day, you could buy liver real cheap, and people would have it because it's you know nutritionally good for you, but it tastes ridiculous. It's disgusting, actually. It, it you depends know, on which way it's prepared. The way he used to prepare it was uh, throwing it in the frying pan with some butter and some onions and some mushrooms, yep. and, uh, just, and it smelled so... It was so disgusting. And then, like, to even try to put that in a child's mouth... With that grainy film on the outside of it is disgusting. It's, uh, you know, chop yeah. it up and uh, mix it with some ham and I'll be happy. You know? <laughs> could you could you try to conceal this with something that tastes delicious instead? Yeah. Like liverwurst? I hated that. My mother loved it. See, I actually kind of like it. She would sit there and eat like a half a pound of it all by herself. No, well, mostly because nobody else would touch it. Which yeah. was it? Uh, the liverwurst or a good old fashioned Braunschweiger? That's a good one too. Uh, is that another type I think it's, of? Uh, I think it's a kind of the, a kind of liverwurst. Braunschweiger. Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm surprised we didn't hear it. We had a very German family. Yeah, mostly the alcoholism part, but not the food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you weren't getting together invading other European countries. No, no, no. We weren't doing that. We were strictly sticking with the alcoholism. Gotcha. Uh, Greenfield Mayor Roxanne Wedgegardner. Oh, Roxanne Wedgegardner. <laughs> issued a statement regarding the conditional recertification of Greenfield Police Chief Robert Hey, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but I'm going with it. Didn't, didn't the uh, the chief of East Long Meadow tell us how to pronounce it because he, he used did. to work up there? He did. And, uh, and we forgot it already? As uh, Superintendent Clapper just said, nobody wants to listen to authority. I didn't listen to him either. Anyway, after police chief Hey was issued a full recertification approval letter from the Mass Post Commission dated September 14th, he received a second letter dated October 4th. This indicated that the commission had received additional information and his recertification was now conditional while the commission evaluated the uh, new information. 
Wedge Gardner says, uh, to me, the September 14th recertification letter should have been the end of it, but I don't know the ins and outs of the post, and I'm sure they, I'm not sure they do either. It's a new process. In the meantime, I am pleased to hear that Chief Hay has been conditionally recertified, and there will be a path towards full <sighs> rec- uh, recertification. God, God, God help you the next time you find yourself through Greenfield. Listen, uh, again. You don't have to tell me anything to deter me from the city of Greenfield. No, I get it, but there may come a time and, and, uh, and a day when you have no other choice but to go up to Greenfield, and then they're going to be put on an all-points bulletin looking for Steve Nagel in a truck or a minivan. Yeah. Then, then, we'll, then we'll see who's cracking wise. Springfield police officers arrested a man for allegedly possessing cocaine and a loaded gun during a traffic stop on Tuesday. According to the department, around 2 p.m., officers that were assigned to the Metro unit conducted a traffic stop on the 300 block of State Street due to the vehicle having an expired registration. The driver, who was identified as 32-year-old Cruz Fernandez, also did not have a license on him. Your name is Cruz. You're cruising around the city. Cruz Fernandez. That's That's a pretty badass name. Yeah. Um, That's like a porn star name. Cruz Fernandez? Cruz Fernandez. <laughs> I don't know if he's uh, if he's displaying his uh, I don't adult know. film star. It ju- it's, just a, it's just a good porn star name, like Buck Naked. Can you hear the drums, Fernandez? Yeah, right. Or like Johnny Throb. That would be a good one, too. You know, I remember long ago another starry night like this. In the firelight, Fernandez. Ooh, I see what you're doing. You are humming to yourself and softly strumming your guitar. I can hear your (laughs) distant drums and the sounds of bugle calls were coming from afar. They were closer now, Fernandez. (laughs) Every hour, every minute seemed to last eternally. I can't do that whole thing. There's no way. No way. But again, if this man had been a, uh, a student of the Steve Nagel had to not get caught uh, like a douchebag uh, yep. classes at uh, Nagel University, uh, we, could, we could straighten you, this guy you, out. Did, did you hear Cheryl Clapper before we went on the air? No, what she said. Saying how she thinks that your school is a really good idea? Oh, well, yeah, I did hear her say that. Yeah, yeah. and I said, can you imagine you know, how many people with like a GPS ankle bracelet would would uh, would avoid public transportation if only they had listened to yeah, Steve right, Nagel right, first. Right, right. If you had just listened to me, yeah. I would have made the city a lot safer. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a uh, time for a staycation. Stay off the bus. Uh, phishing scams. P H I S H I N G. Okay. P H I S. Did I spell that right? P H I S H I N G. Yes. Phishing. You did. Yes. You ever look at a word though, and then like think it's wrong, even though it's probably spelled correctly? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Uh, phishing scams have been around for years, and they are a popular way for scammers to steal your credit cards and personal information. The following ways are to protect yourself from the office of the comptroller of, cur- of the currency. Never provide your personal information in response to an unsolicited request. Never provide your password over the phone or in response to an unsolicited internet request. Review account statements regularly to ensure all charges are correct. This isn't anything new. No, it's not. This but, you is, know, uh, but let's it's, fill the 22 News webpage with stuff we already knew. I got, oh, what what was it the other day? I don't, it was an email or an instant message or something that had, that it, 
it was so well done that it seemed like this was a listener sharing something with me. And I'm yeah. like, ain't no way I'm, t- I'm hitting that link. I'm not smashing that link. And I didn't. But, it, but you know, you just don't know because it seems a good scam artist is going to make it seem like, you know, this person, you could trust this person. You know, there's no reason not to hit that link. Sure, why not? Right now, I don't. I don't hit anything. I don't. I don't care what manager or corporate officer is trying to. You know, you know, trying to scam me out of stuff. I'll be damned if I'm clicking any of their damn links. Uh, you know what? I almost did it yesterday. Almost clicked the link. It was from a guy that I know. Yeah. But I haven't talked to him, and you know, I I see him on Facebook every once in a while, but I haven't talked to him in you know probably a conversation within a couple of years. And it was just weird that an email came across from him, and I see this link in there. And first it was like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? And then you can tell by the wording of the email that it's like, I was wondering if you had heard about, you know, some new thing. Click this link to find out. And I'm like, this guy would never be sending me anything like that. The other thing that I had told you about because of this whole my mother's estate thing and I'm the executor of the estate right. and uh, due to the dissenting of opinion of the black sheep of the family we now have to go through this whole rigmarole of uh, uh, of it's going to take much longer of course and now my name is public so when that happens and there's no property associated with my mother we had sold the property you know before she passed away right so there's no property, but what they do is they see people, oh, hey, this guy's in charge of an estate, and and then they show an address of where that person, you know, had, and the address is an Alzheimer's unit. <laughs> Which your mother clearly yeah. owned. In Marietta, Georgia, right? Yeah. And uh, you can always tell these people are scary. I've been getting calls nonstop of, can we buy your property? You know, I'm trying to come up with new ways. Uh, last week, I was texting the guy back, and I was like, "Listen, this is a lucrative property. I'm taking. I'm. If so many people are asking me for it. I'm going to need five hundred dollars in Venmo before I even consider you as an applicant for this thing. They didn't. They didn't fall for that one. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't get back to you. But yesterday, and I, you kind of want to be a real jerk to people because they keep bothering you. Sure. But I could tell like there was a, it was a girl that called and you could tell that she was probably a kid like 8 between 18 and 25, you know, that kind of So as a dad, <laughs> I don't want to be like you, you kind of have a little empathy for this person on the phone because she clearly does not know what the hell she's talking about. She thinks she probably has a legitimate job. She probably does and she's making these calls on behalf of whatever scam artist company that she's working for, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a crappy economy. You got to get a job wherever you can, right? So she's probably doing this from her home and she's like she, she the call says it's from Georgia. Right. Okay. And then she calls and she goes, "Hi, uh, is this uh Steven?" Yes, it is Steven. <laughs> what can I do for you, madam? And I knew exactly what it was called for. Steven. Well, you know, it's, it's like yeah. Steven's not a real popular name. So then she uh, she goes into this uh, thing. And before I give this like real smart ass, like, uh, you know, uh, degrading response. Right. I, I have this. I'm like, I'm not, I can't do this to this kid. Like, this, <laughs> this, this is a kid call and she doesn't know any better. Right. So she's like. Uh, I was wondering if you uh, were interested in selling your property in Marita, Georgia. Oh and God. I'm like, 
What, what is with people that can't pronounce the uh, names of places? Marietta is not a hard one to pronounce. No, it's not, and and it's been talked about enough, you know, in the world that you would know that that's how you say it right. when you say it. And then she keeps saying Marita, and I and I keep saying to her, I said, I said, uh, sweetie, did you did you Google the property? And she's like, No, I, I'm just I'm calling you. And I said, Listen, listen. She goes, Are you interested in selling? And I said, I might be. I said, Google the property and find out what that property is. And then you decide whether or not you want to call me back. And she's like, okay. Oh, yeah. And then she hangs on the phone. I never got a call back from her. Really? Yeah, because guess what? She Googled the property, figured out what it was. Yeah. Oh, come stay in this spacious memory unit. You'll forget you were even there. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 75. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 56. It's 52 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Discover sheer terror at the Haunted Hayride and Massacre Manor Haunted House. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852 in Tom Petty. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. You know, I'm so embarrassed. You know, I, I uh, yesterday Nate Cost was in here. Yeah. And uh, he gave us, uh, like, brand new T-shirts. And I thought I'd come in here with my new T-shirt on, new yeah. you know, Springfield Thunderbirds hockey sh- championship uh, ticket uh, yeah. T-shirt. I don't know if I can get a picture of us wearing yeah. the shirts. We're both wearing the same shirt. How embarrassing is that? Uh, what a couple I don't know of... if I can do this or not. Oh, there you go. Yeah, should I stand up so you can... See the shirt a little bit more? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Champ- yeah. Champions. There you go. And I, I'm also bringing my arms in a little bit so I look less fat because yesterday when uh, <clears throat> when Nate was here, we took a picture of the three of us. Yeah. And some people thought that uh, it would, that would be a wonderful time to say, hey, Bax, you've put on some weight. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. You don't. I. When did this happen? Oh, my God. Are you kidding? I, I didn't even notice. Surprise. So thank you for uh, the two yeah. or three people that uh, felt the need to point that out because <laughs> on my own I would never have noticed that at all. Well, we uh, but we both show up this morning wearing the same shirt. It's it really it is it is kind of embarrassing. It's very, but it's very comfortable. It's, it's very. Uh, this is like one of the softest shirts I think I've ever owned. It's like uh, like velvet. It's softer than velvet. It's, it's like uh, butter. It's like I I've, I've rubbed yeah. butter all over my chest. Yeah, it's like putting one of them Berkshire blankets all over your naked body. Ooh, that yeah. does sound pretty good, oh, doesn't yeah. it? I like a furry uh, Berkshire blanket. Who doesn't? So yeah, uh, so thanks to Nate for giving us the uh, the shirts. He gave us hats and little banners and stuff like that. So that was cool. That and was the, nice. And the little light things that go wee. Yeah, that's yeah. it's always fantastic. Yeah. Hey, uh, the Monster Mash Screen Park is going on at McRae's Farm in South Hadley. It, uh, it It's open every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday throughout the month of October. With this being the first Friday of October, then uh, now you know, boom. Hey, guess what? Is this the first Friday of Or was it like last Friday? Uh, Wait a minute. No, this is the first, this is the Friday, first Friday of October. There yeah. you go. So every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday throughout October, you can go to the uh, the Monster Mash Screen Park. Find out more at uh, fearinthefarm.com. We actually happen to actually have a pair of tickets to give away right now. What the hell you say? Tenth caller at 293-1021. Good luck to you. That means I have to go do work now. We both have some responsibilities to take care of right now. I know, but uh, it's Friday. It's almost 9 o'clock. This should be easy day. Why is it always hard day? Well, why don't we just get our producer to answer those calls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
It's uh, just about 8.56 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game, every play, only on Rock 102. This Sunday, the Pats take on Detroit. Pre-game at 10 a.m., kickoff at 1. Patriots football on Rock 102 is brought to you in part by... Country brought to you in part by...